you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. Did y'all see what she did when I got up here? I was going to sit in that chair, and she moved me over. This is my better side. I was going to teach on how husbands take control of your wife. <laughs> but I feel like I would be lying if I did. <laughs> he wouldn't know how to teach that. <laughs> yeah. uh, yours said, I wouldn't know how to teach that. Amen. I got to go up a little bit here. Is that all right? Am I I hiring her? Jesus. Just making sure. We're going to try to preach this morning about marriage. I'm not sure how good it's going to (laughs) go. Oh, so good to have you guys here today. Welcome to Compassion. We got something we're going to do a little different today. Today we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about marriage. We'll talk about single life. In fact, the title of our uh, sermon today, it's a one-day sermon, is actually called Before You Do After You Did. So before you do, we're hoping to get some of you guys before you say I do. It may even steal some stuff in you. For those who got married, it's too late. (laughs) I don't know what to do. It's never too late. It's never too late. That's right. But... Laura, how long have we been married? We've been married 28 and a half years. And a half. And a half. Well, like 23 days. No, I'm just going to. And for a half of a year, it's been great. I've been counting it. Yeah. No. Yeah. We've had a really good 10 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I was more like five. But we've been married 28 and a half years. Yes, it'll be 29 in July. 29 in July. Amen. 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 We're almost to the 30 mark. Man, I feel old. Do I look that old? Thank you. From my understanding, the 30 mark, if you're a pastor, is a house. The church gives you a house at the 30 mark. Is that right? (laughs) That would be nice. Yeah. Today we want to talk some about relationships before you say I do and after you said I did. Um. I want to read a passage real quick before we get into the sermon. In fact, I I don't know if I've ever heard a sermon on this passage. But it's something the Lord just threw my way and it just really jumped out at me. And here's the passage. It's out of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. And it says, enjoy life with your wife. Let let, let me say that again. uh, Because it rhymes. So if... You learn nothing today. Never forget it. You can learn that. Never forget it. Enjoy life with your wife. Are you going to rap? Now, here's the rest of it. Whom you love all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days, for this is your lot in life. <laughs> That's just terrible, isn't it? And in your toilsome labor under the sun. It's work. In other words, the author here is saying this. 
and how many of you know that we were not designed to be here? Did you know that? We were designed to be in the Garden of Eden. And where we are now is not where we're designed to be. And the author is saying that in some ways this life is meaningless because this is not where we'll end up. In fact, the tree of life that was in the Garden of Eden where we were supposed to be is now in heaven. And one day we'll see that tree of life. And what he's saying is, in other words, focus on the important things, not the meaningless things. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. I pray that we hope in every heart and every mind to receive, God, what you've got in store. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen and amen. Can we say something to the singles real quick? Yes. How many singles we got in here? Is it okay? You don't mind raising your hand? Look, don't. I was going to say, look around. Some of you are already planning. (laughs) I saw some of you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Don't get up and turn around and look and see. Get back thing. on your dating night app. It's Stay not, off out of Compassion Church. No, this is the best place to this find. This is the best place. That's Amen. Right. This yes. is the best place. The club is not the place to find your man. Amen. Or your woman. The church is a great place to find them. Amen? Amen. I think the Bible talks a lot about being unequally yoked with non-believers. And I think singles, when I was, um, when I was single before I found John, you know, I, it was so important to me that I found someone that, that believed along, believed the word of God and was a Christian and loved the Lord and believed what I believed or I wasn't going to marry him. The, it's not just about, it's not just about a, a Christian marrying a non-Christian. It's also about if you don't believe the same, if you're totally not even on the same page, let that, let, let it go. Sorry. Sorry if you're dating in here and and I'm speaking to you, but you have to be equally yoked. You have to be. I, I just think it's so important that you find someone that, that believes the word of God, that loves Jesus, and more than likely you're not going to find him out in the in world the at the club. Right? And let me say, let me give you a statistic. But if you're at the club, what does that say about you? Anyways. Sorry. We're done. Let's go. We're done. That was it. Amen. (laughs) Statistically, if you're dating someone that doesn't know Jesus and you think you're going to bring them to Jesus, statistically, there's 80% chance it will not happen. Yeah. Most churches are what we call the 60 40 rule. That is, it's probably about 60%. Or women, 40% are men. The reason yeah. being is many times women will date a man thinking they'll bring him to Jesus. Yeah. Guess what? You won't. Yeah. I think that's the one of the biggest failures as women when we're looking for a man. We think we can get him saved. It won't happen. Or change him. Or change him. And I'm, n- n- most of the time, the percentage is very high that you won't change him. Yeah. Because then after he gets married, he's got you, right? Why does he need to change? Why does he need to come to church? And so you, you have to just look for someone. You do. And like Laurie said, I want to say this too. I'm not just talking about somebody that's not saved. I'm talking about someone has the same beliefs you have. I, years yeah. ago, I had to cancel a couple. And uh, afterwards, they got me and another pastor. I'd married them, but they were, the other pastor did the premarriage counseling. And about six months later, they're in my office because they have such different biblical beliefs that she said, that man ain't teaching my, husband, my kids that. And he's saying, that woman ain't teaching my kids that because they did not have the same biblical beliefs. It's more than just being a Christian. Yeah. 
Okay, there's a lot of people that in America say they're Christians, but they haven't been in church in years. Okay, they say they're Christian, but they're not following Jesus. Laurie not only wanted a Christian, not only wanted someone who had the same beliefs, but what else did you want? Someone really good looking. looking. (laughs) She got him. I I just had to help his ego a little bit, yeah. He doesn't have a big enough one already. But um. I am the most humble person you'll ever meet. No, what, what so did you, true. you wanted to marry a what? Yeah, I wanted to marry a pastor. She God wanted to marry told a pastor. Me, yeah, God told me when I was single and um, had not, you know, when I was still single and praying about my spouse that I would marry a pastor one day. And that, so, I, and he told me I would be a pastor's wife. And so I knew that that's what I was looking for. And, um, and I think he knew that. That's why he said, oh, I'm going to be a pastor. No, I'm just kidding. I did. I made up. Yeah. No. I asked him, before I told him that that's what God told me, I asked him, what has God told you? And because there's a lot of people out there that will say, God told me to be with you. Oh, yeah. Well, when God tells me, I'll let you know. Right? Listen, when they do that junk, well, God told me we're supposed to be together. Well, when God tells me, we'll talk about it. Until then, I'm not listening to what you say. Right. So So I definitely had to find out where God was leading him in his life and what, what the path what his goals were and what God had told him that that you know with the calling on his life what was the calling on his life and uh and he told me it was a pastor so it was ding yeah. ding ding yeah ding. I was so excited she said and, good looking yeah Jesus <laughs> gonna be a preacher yeah such a wonderful personality yeah yeah just checked all the boxes <laughs> yes check 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 <laughs> I need more boxes. I think that's what somebody said. <laughs> and after all these years, we can still laugh together. Yes, yes. So, singles, do me a favor. Make sure you find someone that you know not only is a Christian, but has similar beliefs to you. Not only has similar beliefs, but it's going the same way you're going. Yeah. And uh, and let me say this. If you're here today and you're called being full-time ministry and you're, you're dating someone who's not, yeah. y'all probably don't need to be together. You really don't. I, I've got two pastors that I know personally that literally their, li- their wife one day walked in and said, I don't want to be in ministry, didn't want to be in ministry, did it anyway, and they literally left the husband. We know two of them. I have a good friend of mine that his wife literally left and was yeah. done. Yeah. You need to make sure that that person uh, is going the way you're going. Yeah. And I love what Laurie said also is this. Make sure where you're finding them is the best place to find them. Clubs and hanging out in bars and stuff like that is not the best place to be finding somebody that you want to know Jesus and love Jesus. Amen. Yeah, let me say something really quick about the waiting season. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of that phrase because I feel like sometimes when we're in that season, we wait on everything. And we don't walk out the call of God on our life because we're waiting for a spouse. You know, the, the spouse is the bonus. The call of God on your life is 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 priority and that's what you got to do and that so do those things do whatever God's call you to do walk in faith do you know go on the journey of life with God while you're waiting on that spouse to show up don't just wait don't sit around and not do anything because you don't have a husband or wife that doesn't make you know that doesn't make any sense you got to do something for Jesus long before because when you're doing something for Jesus Jesus will bless you with what you need See, that's what you don't understand. While you're back here trying to find that spouse, what you don't know is on the journey that God has for you, he has that spouse on that journey. 
And you're here looking in the wrong place because they're down the road on that journey, on your way to your destiny. God's got them there. Well, you're back here. Well, God, when you give me my spouse, and God has said, well, when you get to going and do what I called you to do, I'll give you the spouse. That's good. Yeah. When you stop on the journey... And he he's up there. He's up the road. You ain't going to find him. You ain't going to find him. I don't know why she's talking that way. You ain't going to find him. It's like her voice changes when you talk about that. Look, I am leading worship and preaching today. Y'all need to pray for me. Amen. <laughs> I haven't used my voice this much. Did you want me to lead worship? Yeah, no, not really. No. No. We got it. We got it. So let, let's talk about this verse here that talks about uh, enjoy life with your wife. What does that mean? Let's talk to some of the married people now. And uh, to, to really understand this, you need to understand what the Hebrew word, therefore, is joy and joy. That, that's important. Because when, I, when the Lord led me to this passage, I remember when I first read I thought, God, okay, enjoy life with your wife. No big deal. Well, we should. Can I, I shouldn't have to say that. Can we learn to enjoy our marriages? Have fun together. Have date nights together. We go out every Friday night, don't we? And uh, we went out. Where did we go this Friday night? It was memorable. <laughs> We're old. I can't remember what we did. We, 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 te- we have a night that we go out. It's Friday night. We're going on a date every Friday night. Now, we may go with a couple sometimes. Me and Laura will go with David and Missy, only because their marriage is bad. No, no. And we want to be influenced. No. On, we're trying to pour into their marriage. They help us way more than we help them. <laughs> that's true. They, like, that's never true. fight. Ugh. Which, you know, that's a problem. Yeah. In fact, let me address that real quick, okay? <laughs> let, let's address that. i never forget years ago I had a couple come to me and they were getting divorced. And she said, you, you never thought we would get divorced. And I said, why? She said, we never fought. And I said, I would probably thought you were going to get divorced. Because what that probably meant was one of you was bowing down. One of you was not sharing your feelings or your experience. Listen, there's going to be fighting. And, amen? Yeah. I mean, we fight sometimes. She's usually wrong. I'm right. And it takes a while for her to get there. But that's usually how it is. Gonna You're going to fight, fight, but can I tell you how to fight in marriage? Fight fair. Yeah. Deal with the issue at hand, not the 5,000 things you've done in the past. Yeah, Amen. Right. Deal with the issue at hand. Right. Also, be nice. Right. You can be upset, but be nice. Don't say mean words. Say no bad words. words. Choice words. Sure, choice words. No, no choice words. Oh, I thought you said choice words. No. Well, yeah. Yeah, use your words. Choose your words. Use your words. Yeah. Learn how to fight in a relationship and fight fair. Yeah. Amen. Let not the sun go down within your heart towards your brother or right. sister. Yeah. Same thing applies in your marriage. Amen. Yeah. Don't go to bed. Man, now, there's been times me and Laurie say something. We go to bed every night. What do we say every night before we go to sleep? Good night. I love you. See you in the morning. Good night. Love you. See you in the morning. And there have been times that we've been a little bit upset as we went to sleep. And I'll be like, good night. Love you. See you in the morning. She goes, good night. Love you. See you in the morning. We're real, y'all. We are real. We are real. Yeah. Listen, we'll fight. We'll get upset at each other, but uh, we always love each other. Amen? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so if you're going to fight, fight fair. Choose, choose your words wisely. Yeah. Uh, don't use bad words. Uh, don't bring up the past. Right. Amen? Let, let me say this to some of you individuals out there. Your little black book of all that your spouse has done wrong needs yeah. to be thrown away. Thrown, yeah, in the fire. Yeah. I, I had a guy tell me that one time. I'd been counseling his wife for about nine months, and I knew something just wasn't right. And I finally said one day, what is going on here? And, and he's, after the wife left, he stayed. He said, can I be honest with you? I said, yeah. He goes, I've been having an affair. I thought, oh, God. And uh, so the next time we met, and he was just honest. He said, since we've been married from day one, you've accused me of cheating 
and I've never cheated. And she said, finally, if you're going to accuse me of it and I'm going to get the, accu the accusation, I'm going to get the pleasure. Let me say this also. Not only do you have to learn how to fight and all that, you've also got to learn to throw away that black book, but you've also got to learn to do this. Couples, your insecurities have got to be dealt with. Yeah, yeah. It is unfair because of what a spouse or a bad relationship happened in the past. It is unfair for the spouse right. that you're with now to pay that price. Right, right. Well, I've been cheated on before, but that doesn't mean that one's going to do it to you. Yeah. I've been left before, but it doesn't mean that one's going to do it to you. Right. If you had to get some counseling, get some counseling. But don't keep putting on that individual your insecurities. Right. Amen. That's good. Yeah, I, I was just thinking as you were talking that Jesus... It says that you're to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And when, if Christ doesn't hold those things against us, Amen. and he doesn't bring our sins up, and he doesn't bring our past up, and if Christ, if we're to, you know, if, if husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loved the church, then that's good. we should throw away everything that they've done. That's good, that's babe. That's not good, yeah. Yeah, that's good. If God doesn't do it, why do we Y'all act surprised. Like. <laughs> we just didn't know you had it in you, babe. Everybody's like, whoa, that was really good. Something came from her. No. I'm just kidding. If Christ does not hold things against us, yeah. why do we hold why things? Why do we do that? Yeah. Good. yeah. You, you, you've got to learn in your relationships to set things aside and say, yeah. I've got insecurity. And all of us do. Anybody have any insecurities in here? The rest of you are not raising your hand because you're very insecure. <laughs> And we all struggle with insecurities. And, yeah. and what is it? And, and you know, that's whether it's abandonment issues or it's it's you've been cheated on or whatever it may be. But let me say this, whoever you're with, you've got to learn in your life eventually that I've got to make a decision that I'm not going to take the baggage from my past relationships yeah. and put them in this relationship and expect this relationship to work. Right. It's not going to do it. Amen. That's right. Here I, I want to, the, the word as as you look here, and it says. Uh, enjoy, enjoy means to have experience, to, and I love this right here, to be present, yeah. to be near, to meet. If you're going to have a good relationship, can I tell you this? You're going to have to be present. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I mean, not just date nights, but actually being there, you know, uh, growing as our kids have gotten older now, but we had uh, almost every night we had supper at the house and yeah. around the table and we had yeah. supper. We didn't sit around the TV. We had supper around the table and all of that. And you got to be present. But I don't mean just being present in person. I mean being present. In fact, what if you ask me sometimes? I'll be sitting there. You know, I, I work all the time. I've, I've got a computer in my lap. And what time do you ask me? What do you ask me sometimes? Are you what, listening? Are you listening? Yeah. Are you listening? What? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll say, uh, I will have just said something, and he doesn't respond. I'll say, are you listening? He'll, yes, I'm listening. What did I just say? Uh, <laughs> that you love me? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the pastor comes in handy because I'll go, well, honey, I was really praying to the Holy Spirit. Right, right. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said. No. She'll also say sometimes, are you here? Are you here? Because my mind is somewhere else. You've got to be present. You, you've got to, it's an intentionality. I want to say a couple things about that. I want to say to you parents that have children, and we have just become empty nesters, okay? We're like seven months into this thing. It's very weird. It's very, it's very bittersweet. I'll just tell you that. It's, but like when we dropped Avery off and we came home and we sat on the couch and we are like, 
what do we do what do we what do we say yeah we're like we don't even hi how are you my name's laurie and oh yeah but but we didn't really do that because we were intentional about being with each other while our kids were at home and you have to do that as parents i'm just knowing now what it's like to be an empty nester you have to invest in this because your kids are going to leave you one day, they're going to get up, they're going to grow up, they're going to leave you, they're going to go to college, they're going to get married, they're going to have children of their own, they're going to have their own lives, and then you're going to be left with each other. And if you have not invested in this throughout the 18 to 25 years that they were at home, you're not going to know what to do with it when they leave. For, for some, let me say this, for some of you wives, that your whole life is wrapped up in those children. Yes. You're going to be very yeah. upset one day when that, those children have left the house yeah. and you have no relationship. Yeah. You've got to make sure that you are investing, taking time, being intentional yes. about having a relationship with your spouse. Yeah. That For some of you have younger kids, that when they go to bed at 9 o'clock, then that is your time yeah. with your spouse to hang out, talk about the day, have that relationship. Yeah. Or you're going to have that date night where you're going out with your spouse, spending time with them, them understanding that, praying together, reading yeah. the Bible together, doing things together. But some of you will be upset. And listen, even us, yeah. you know, we've always done date nights. But, I mean, that when we first got home, and you know, I, there was a part of me excited about, yeah. you know, the, the empty nest. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited about the empty nester, you know, like, you know, naked Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> That's what I thought was happening. <laughs> That's what I was excited about. Kids are out of the house. It was going to be naked Tuesdays and Thursdays. It didn't happen, you know. It hasn't happened yet. It, it hasn't happened. <laughs> it, it, just, it just hasn't happened. <laughs> I want to say, okay, Jesus, Jesus is stopping me. So I'm still praying for it. Where do we go from here? The Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. So I'm still praying. So you're going to have, listen, you have to be intentional about spending time together. It says in Matthew 19, haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and they shall become one. One. You've got to become one. It's, the Bible calls it a mystery. That we become one and you've got to spend time and be intentional and go on date nights and read your Bible together and, and study the Word together and pray together, have conversations together, be honest and open with each other. Listen, can I say, everybody's into the, what's it called, your, your love language? Yeah. Listen, most people, whatever your love language is, is what you give to somebody else. It's not what you do. I have to know her love language and give her what she wants. And she has to know my love language and give me what I want. Amen. So you have to do that. So we had to be intentional. Here's the next. The word there, enjoy, means to consider, to regard, to have respect, take heed, to discern. You have to learn how to be considerate of your spouse, their feelings. You know, let, let me say this. When you buy something, husband, don't bring home a car and you didn't consult your wife about that. Don't go buy a house and you didn't consult your spouse about that. Amen. You make decisions together. Amen. Now, there's sometimes it can get a little harsh because like when we go out to eat, we're like, Laura's like, hey, where do you want to eat at? She's lying. She doesn't mean that. Yeah, she'll say, hey, where are you going to go eat at, honey? And she really, and, and when I say, well, I'm going to go here, I don't want to go there. Well, how about here? Well, I don't want to go there either. 
So you really don't care. Why did you ask? Well, you're right. Why did I ask? But be considerate of each other's feelings of, of what you say and how you do it. You've got to be considerate. The Bible says be respectful. It says this in 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs. And let me say, that when it says weaker, what does it mean there? It just means strength. We know that men are stronger than women. Well, I'll say that. She is freakishly strong. I'm not lying. She has wrestled some men in this church arm wrestling, and she's beat them. So she is, I don't know if she's weaker than I am. She may be stronger. But it only means there. It doesn't mean as far as intellectually or emotionally or, or it, that's not what it means. But listen to this. So that nothing will hinder your prayers. In fact, how you treat your spouse decides whether God answers your prayers. Some of you have been praying and asking for something that hasn't been happening. You know why? Because you're not treating your spouse right. Amen? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the biggest thing, when, I think one of the greatest um, things in the Bible, like complexities, is that the right word I'm looking for? But just, just the, one of the greatest things that, is that we, the husband and wife become one. Like, how does that even happen? Like, what does that even mean? But the fact that you become one, you are a team you are no, he is no longer John and I'm no longer, yes, we have our own individual things and we have things that, you know, we might have businesses or different goals in, in life and with, with different things that we have. But as, our, as far as our marriage goes, we are a team. I don't ever make a decision without coming to him first. And he doesn't ever make a decision without coming to me first. And let me say something about how in the Bible it says that wives are to submit to their husbands. How many of you don't Amen. really like that word, submit, right? Don't be, yeah. That's, it, that's a hard word, and I don't know why we make that a dirty word. It's not a dirty word. Submitting to your husband is a blessing, and let me tell you why. If my husband, who is the authority in my home and the head of our household and, and the spiritual head of our home, and he makes a decision, like if we're, if we're trying to figure out something and we're praying on something and we don't really know what to do, I can turn that over to him and I can say, John, I'm going to trust that God is speaking to you and whatever it is that you decide, whatever God tells you, that's what I want you to do. Because I don't know, I, I don't, maybe, maybe I, you know, women, we work a lot on feelings and emotions. And so we have to sometimes put those feelings and emotions down to make a decision. And maybe to make a decision, maybe sometimes we can't. And when I submit underneath his covering, which is a blessing, if he ends up doing the wrong thing, it's on him. Right? I mean, true. It's so true, though. I, I am still blessed. Je I, me and Jesus, we got, we fine. <laughs> we just fine. We, I mean, I gave it to him because that's what the Bible told me to do. And if he makes the wrong decision, it's on him. And, and I know that's funny, but it really is true. It is true as, as the covering of my home and the covering over me, that is a huge blessing to be able to submit to someone who walks in the, and walks in, uh, the authority of God. And, and let me tell you, I know sometimes we might be married to somebody that doesn't walk that way. As long If they're not telling you to do something that goes against the will of God, right. if you will submit to them, no matter what, God will bless you. Let, let me throw that in there real quick, what Laura just said. <laughs> submit to the will of God. 
if you've got a husband that's telling you to rob a bank, well, you better do what I say because I'm the authority of the home. No, that's against the word of God. Well, I think, honey, we should bring in another person and have a threesome. Uh, no, that goes against the word of God, and that ain't happening. That's definitely the devil. Yeah, that, 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 that's the devil. I, I, listen, I'm your husband. It's all right that I put my hands on you and hurt you and, and physically abuse you. No, that ain't all right. That goes against the word of God. So, husbands, let me say this to you, that some of you want to be the macho, tough boss of the house. That's not what, yeah. You need to understand that at that moment, and you're trying to get her to submit to something that is not biblical, God is and will deal with you. God will bless her, but he's going to deal with you. And I've seen many, many, you better submit to me. It means be the spiritual leader of the household. He makes this easy, but husbands, make it easy for your wife to submit to you. Make it easy. Make it, make it a, a good thing that she wants to fall underneath your covering because you're making it easy and you're making it godly. And submission does not mean you don't have collaboration. Right. Right. I don't make decisions without me and my wife discussing it, talking about it. If you're the husband and you make every decision without collaboration, you're a dictator. And you don't need to be that way. You need to consult your wife. Husbands, I'm just going to share something with you that you may not know, but it's probably time you realize your wife may be smarter than you. (laughs) Just because you're the spiritual leader doesn't mean she don't know more than you. The greatest advice that I ever received from my spiritual dad, Pastor Bob Schaefer, was John Listen to your wife. They have spiritual insight and spiritual discernment that many times we as men do not have. I'm just being honest. Now, now I'm, I'm going to reverse that. Wives, stop trying to be the spiritual leader of the home. Oh, don't get mad at me. I'm being honest with you. Do not be, I'm going to say it, don't be a Jezebel. Yeah. And Jezebel has nothing to do with the sexual thing. Jezebel is about you stop trying to lead your husband because you want to be the boss of the house. When the Bible says the husband's going to be the spiritual leader, you keep doing that stuff, God's going to deal with you. Yeah, we've done so many counseling sessions where the husband, the wife will say, I just wish he would just be the head of the home. Let him just take, you know, be the head of the household. Girl, you ain't letting him be the head of the household. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not, you have to allow that. Did your phone just um, playing? Just start playing music. <laughs> you have to allow your husband to be that. If you want that, if you yes. want that covering, allow him to don't 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 take control. Hey, thank you. Control again. Realize and understanding that that many times what happens is if, if you especially if you haven't been married for a while and you get married, you've been that spiritual leader for yourself. Th- there comes a moment you have to surrender that yeah. and understand. But then the vice versa, husbands, you realize that I collaborate. I'm not a dictator. I collaborate. Here's the last one. See. The word enjoy there in the Hebrew literally means to see. It, it says to see, to look, to view, to gaze, to perceive, to stare, to spy, to behold. In other words, what it means is this. See your spouse for who they are, not who you want them to be. We many times try to make our spouse who we want them to be. That's why I say to you singles today, it's so imperative that you see that person for who they are right now. Years ago, I had to do a pre-marriage counseling with a couple. And 
in essence, what had happened was, is I sat down with him about midway through. I stopped it and I said, listen, I'm, I'm not going to marry y'all. And she started crying. She said, Pastor, why? I said, he's an alcoholic. And I said, I know that that was one of your uncompromisable because of a situation at home. She didn't like drinking. And she said, Pastor, he doesn't even drink. And I said, he's lying to you. He's an alcoholic. I mean, the guy, he's mad at me. He, this guy's getting mad at me. He was wanting to fight me. She said, Pastor, he don't even drink. I said, I'm telling you, that man is a full-blown alcoholic. God has spoken in my spirit. I'm not sitting on him. God has spoken in my spirit. He's got a drinking problem. I said, I won't marry you. If you get married, that's up to y'all. Two weeks later, I get a call. She's at the, the, the police department. He came home one day to go take on a date and beat the fire out of her. And can I tell you, first, she still was going to stay with a guy. And I said, so you've learned that he's an alcoholic, which that was your uncompromisable. He put his hands on you. Listen, man, if you're putting your, mm, if you're putting your hands on, your, on a woman, you're a jerk and you're a punk. Can I say that and be all right? You're a punk. And I said, he will do it again until you realize you need to see him for who he is. So for you singles, you need to see who you're dating for who they really are. Not who you want them to be. Not who you hope they'll become. You need to see who they are. Well, they're a Christian, but then why are you doing unchristian things? Oh, he loves Je we love Jesus. Then why are you having sex before marriage? I don't know. Well, he loves Jesus. Why didn't he come to church with you one time? Well, he loves Jesus. Well, why does he keep taking you places y'all shouldn't be going? But also it goes over to your spouse. I'm a jokester. Y'all know that. And uh, what's that Friends episode? Where, joke, 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 joke. And he goes, question, 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 question. I'm, I'm a jokester. It drives her crazy sometimes. It does. And she'll say, joke, 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 joke. And I'm like, is it a question, 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 question? <laughs> There's things about her. Like, if you ever see us at Walmart and we say hello to you, Laura will say hello to you. She'll talk for about two seconds she is not a small talk person. I'm not rude. It's just, I don't know what to say. She don't know what to say. Like, hell's the will. There have been times, and some of you have probably experienced this, there have been times I'm sitting there talking to this person from the church, and I'll go, well, she's gone. She's all shopping. We'll get in the car, and I'm like, Lori, that is so rude. And she's like, can you ever shut up? She said, could you not tell they were ready to go? Yeah. And you're like, oh, da, 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 da. The people we were talking to wanted to go too. I'm the only one that left. Everybody wanted to leave. <laughs> so here's what we had to realize. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm not going to change her. And she's not going to change me. So I'm going to have to see her for the wonderful person she is, the quirks that I don't like sometimes. But i got to see her. She has to see me for who I am and, and love me and accept me for who I am. Why? Can I tell you that God put us together? Yeah. Yeah. He put us together for a reason. And those quirks that drive us crazy sometimes, you know, yeah. it, it's just, it's the way it is. And we have to understand that. Yeah. Ephesians 5, 25 says this, Husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I just want to speak a blessing over the marriages that are here today. And I want to say to the singles that are here today, hear me when I say this. 
listen to the voice inside that is speaking to you. If God isn't giving you a peace, it's probably not God. If they're not living their life right now that says they're a Christian, they're probably never going to change and don't date him anymore. Are you telling me to break up? I I don't know. Or if they're not living for Jesus, yes. Because I want you to marry the right person. Amen. So can you stand with me? I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. If you're single in here, I want you to raise your hand real quick. Me and Lord, I just want to pray for you real quick. Lord, I just pray for every single that is here. Give them godly wisdom, godly knowledge, and godly discernment to seek and to find the right man or woman of God for them. If they're in relationships now that are unequally yoked, Lord, I pray that you, Lord, would take those apart or bring that person to Christ. But, Lord, let them not remain in a relationship that is not going to be a blessing to the rest of their life, I pray. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you're in a marriage and no one's looking, but there's problems in that marriage and you need some prayer, I need you to raise your hand right now. Amen. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. I pray that, Lord, just like you can heal our body and heal our finances, you can heal our marriages. I pray today that, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would heal their marriage. Lord, bring a love and renew a love like they've never known before. And I pray in Jesus' name that they, Lord, would have a wonderful relationship, a wonderful marriage. I rebuke and bind the devil's hand upon that marriage. Loose it and let it go. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed, one last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you would like to invite him to your heart and to your life, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Amen. Is there anyone else? I've had two raise their hand. Amen. Give God praise. I want all of you to say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. As two new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.